Senator Dave Nelson don't, in don't, the don't house. Touch don't touch him. Don't touch him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see Dave lean away from me? He's like, he's like, he's like no, thank you. Uh, if you guys want to be in a conversation with us, I don't, uh, email us at crosspolitik at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Share the show. Share the show. Absolutely. Become a club member. Um, uh, we mm. have a app that we're building, so stand by for that. I mean, Such we're probably good news. 30, 30 to 60 days from launching an app for the whole network that's going to okay. organize all the shows very well and it's going to allow us to do some live streaming uh messaging some some pretty cool stuff i'm pretty excited yeah. about it yeah and I'll, I'll mention the company when it goes live we'll mention the company. we won't do that yet we want to make sure everything goes well so when's the release and then uh well we're, 30 to 60 we're building days. it right now okay. so 30 to 60 days it's got to go through the itunes store and all that get stuff. approved and all that stuff but we got to you know build it first so okay. pretty, pretty pumped about that hey we're gonna be we got a couple conferences coming up that we're gonna be at would love to see you guys there on the road oh we're gonna be at reform con october 24th Ooh, look, look, there's even six there's even a logo up, logo there. up there look at you go how Almost about that yeah i know it's like it's like we're a real show <laughs> imagine that guys we're trying <laughs> we we're trying we're trying <laughs> uh, we're also gonna be i don't have a logo for this yet because ty hatcher still working on it soon. still Uh-oh. working yeah. it's not it's not, not our that fault professional. it's not our fault it's ty hatcher's fault okay we're going to be at uh, Jesus Over Politics Conference in Kirkland, Washington at Trinity Church. Okay. Awesome. Uh, the venue and all the information will be announced once I get the website. So if in the Seattle area. It, that's November 1st and 2nd. November 1st Pretty and excited. 2nd. Pretty excited. Uh, Toby's going to be speaking. I'm going to be speaking. We're going to be doing a live show okay. there. Pastor Dave Hatcher is okay. going to be speaking. You guys got to hear Pastor Dave. He's great. Okay. And, and then we're going to also be at G3 Conference coming up. Ooh, in- oh, look at that. Look at that. Just kind of faded right into that again. That's, yep. That's- Oh, PowerPoint can do that. <laughs> that's for you, Gabe. G3, when's that? G3, that's going to be in uh, January. January, I think it's 16th to the 18th, I think. But go to G3conference.com yeah, we're, and we're for still, details. We're still getting More uh, reason to go to hey, the website. Hey, guess who else is going to be there with us? Who? Rachel Jankovic. Oh, really? Yeah, Rachel speaking. Bring, bring some Moscow out there. Ali huh? Stuckey is going to be there wow. also. Yeah, okay. so we've got some friends All from right. around the world going to show up it's at a G3. Pro-Life Georgia. And, and we got a secret weapon. We're going to do two live shows there, and, and we got a secret weapon that we're bringing with us. <laughs> we do? Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. So that means you got to sign up. Can, okay? can you open carry in Georgia? I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't know. <laughs> no. No. That's your state. <laughs> Uh, lastly, Reformation Boise's got Mark Jones coming, and that's going to be Mar- uh, November 8th and 9th. We aren't going to be at this conference, uh, but our boys down in Boise are throwing it. Mark Jones is going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Reformation Boise, Boise area, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Check it out. When's it at? Uh, that is November 8th and 9th. So we kind of got okay. Okay. Conference. It's conference season coming around. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, it, this last week, uh, one of our listeners emailed me and said, hey, Google's flagging your email. Oh. Um, uh, cross politic email oh. flagging it is like a bad content like kind spam of or something more than that um and uh he sent me i put i released a screenshot on my facebook page okay. uh, yesterday i think it was yesterday and everything so the reason why i bring that up is because one of the things that we're trying to do here at cross politic and that's why we're also building an app is we're trying to free ourselves from all these platforms that could silence us like youtube uh right now uh, Prager University is going through a lawsuit yeah, with, with YouTube they're, they're right now. It's right really now. interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm a little nervous about what Prager is trying to do through that. They're kind of losing some of the conservative principles, like sure. forcing a private company to right to yeah. make sure they can do what they want on their platform. I just want honesty from the platform. That's sure. all. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if yeah, if you if you have a if you have a platform and you are advertising just open access, 
right. and you need to provide open a- access, open, you know, free, whatever. Yeah. Right. It, and if you have a, um, an agenda, then, then show it, then show it. Yeah. And, don't it, be, don't. and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they're going to do that? All our club members, as you guys sign up to support us, this is, uh, is one of the reasons why we can roll out our app here in the next 36 days. We want to do yeah. a lot more of this. And the more club members we have, the more we can do more. Of this and they can still get these pint glasses. They still get the pint mm. glasses. We still got some left. And Makes so your water tastes sweeter. Mm. And, uh, and your beer richer. There mm. we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, can I introduce our guest? Let's do it. Can we uh, stop just talking? He's, he's like, okay, guys, where, what's like, going that on? That was boring. Hey, we have Dave Nelson with us in the studio. We're grateful to have him. He is our state senator uh, for District 5, which is Leyton and Benoit County. Uh, many of you will know that we've had Dan Foreman on the show before, and, um, and Dave Nelson beat out Dan Foreman in the last election. Um, and uh, Dave Nelson is a fourth generation Idahoan, grew up in, on a Genesee wheat ranch. Genesee is just like, what, 15, minutes away? 15 miles away from here? Yeah. Um, graduate of the University of Idaho. Um, uh, you left Idaho to pursue a career in oil and the gas industry, um, uh, writing software that helps companies manage their energy more efficiently. You returned to Idaho 20 years ago with a flourishing business that you started with your boss. Um, when you left Chevron to work together, your company has grown to employ more than 50 people working in Idaho, Texas, and Argentina. Yeah. Um, last 10 years, you've been working as a Democratic uh, County and Legislative District Chair. Oh, yeah. Did we mention he's a Democrat? Uh, and um, recruiting candidates, coordinating the party's operations. He helped recruit and elect Senator Dan Schmidt, Representative Paulette Jordan, uh, Lataw County Commissioner Tom Lamar, etc. You live in Moscow. He lives with his wife, Nancy. You have two daughters who graduated from Moscow. And it says here your favorite recreation is rafting Idaho's rivers. You still do that? I am. I've take, taken off in about 10 days for a trip on the Maine salmon. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Dave, bring, bring back some fish? Oh, not much of a fisherman. Yeah. Okay. Just, right. just going to float and ride? Look at, yeah, watch, watch the bears and the elk. Yeah. And the, yeah. And the, watch, watch the bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're in the middle of the river, you're a little from, safe. From, from the river. Although, yeah. although the last couple of falls, they've been swimming the river when we were down there. Really? Wow. Yeah. wow. This, this time of year, they're, they're very active because it's, uh, you know, before hibernation season and they're trying to get they're, up, up about 6,000 calories a day. And they're, <laughs> they're fattening up. Wow. Yeah. yeah they're, 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 they're pretty desperate. Yeah. So, so you could, you could run. Run into a bear on the river? Oh yeah, we we've not hit one, but we've we've seen them on the right wow. cross crossing the and river. They're really hungry. They're very hungry. <laughs> but, but usually they're kind of a little scrawny and afraid afraid of us. So okay. they're, they're usually going the other way. Yeah, that's man, funny. Dave, I have to tell you, man, you had an amazing ground team this last election. Man, your people were everywhere. They knocked. They came my, to your they door, came didn't to my they? Door. It was. Awesome. I was like, man, who is this guy? Did I? Yeah, it's a did great I, ground did team. I, did I come to your door? You did not. Oh darn! And right. that's, that's, that's why I didn't vote for you. He didn't show up at my door. Shake my my hand. that yeah. big. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, the ground game that makes a difference. It, it, I, I, I mean, I probably hit three thousand doors myself, and yeah. wow. the team probably hit ten or twelve thousand. Oh man, they were so, on it. Yeah. Wow. They were on it. So well, okay. Um, so, Dave, so what are we doing here? Well, I just thanks for being on Cross Politic, Dave. Appreciate well, it. You, you're thanks. a very brave man. Um, <laughs> no, and and also just, I mean, I mean, thank you. I know that um, I know that you're doing a lot of work on behalf of our counties, yeah. and um, and even where we may disagree on policy and so on, um, it's you you are serving our counties, and so thank you. Thanks for the sacrifice yeah, to your you know, family and you know other things you could be doing more rafting trips, yep. you know, chasing <laughs> bears. bears. Yeah. 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 So so thank you. Really do appreciate it. Um we wanted to talk to you about um 
Rhodes, actually, something really, you know, hot and sexy. Yeah. Um, actually, um, you mentioned this before we started recording, and I failed to mention it. You're on several committees in the Idaho Senate, which are... I'm on this transportation committee, yes. which handles roads and some, yes. uh, some other issues around transportation. Yeah. I, I'm on health and welfare, yeah. and I'm on the ag committee, yeah. which is, you know, especially transportation and ag are really important to this district. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the economy is ag or timber-based. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, those products, if we don't have good roads or rail or other transportation means, we don't we don't get those to the market. And that's, a you know, the cost of, of freight right. from where we make, where we harvest stuff and getting there is a really significant issue to mm-hmm. constituents in this district. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think it's really helpful to, for us to talk about something where actually there are places where I know we would have really strong ideological differences. One of the helpful things about talking about roads, though, actually, is that. Um, um, we agree that roads are something a part of the state infrastructure that, um, are part of the, the state's job, um, to, it, to it, an, it, it is there are other it, places where we would disagree and say the state shouldn't have anything to do with that. But here it's like, yeah, we need roads. Yeah. It, 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 there's not a lot of disagreement in the legislature on, we need roads. Yeah. It's, it's a little, <laughs> the, the, the disagreement kind of tends to be, where do we get the money? For exactly. The so, so, so that's what we yeah. want to talk about. How can, can you just briefly explain for our audience? Who is responsible for our roads and how are they funded? Sure. So so we have two main road systems in the state of Idaho. Uh, the state and federal highway system is managed by the Idaho Transportation Department, which okay. has which consumes about oh, 60 to 70 percent of all the dollars we spend on roads. OK. And then we have local roads, which might be city roads, city streets in Moscow, county roads in the uh, Lataw County or Benoit County. Okay. Yeah. Uh, think, uh, those, those are those two places. Idaho is a little unique in how we manage those local roads because there's a real conglomeration of organizations that do it. Okay. And it's a, it's actually a good place to have, uh, to, to find a place to contribute to government is, is in these roads because we have both the cities, which manage their own road, their okay. streets. Then in some counties like Benoit County, the the county government manages their roads directly, so the county commissioners there are okay. responsible. And in about a third of the counties in Idaho, we have independent road districts. So in Lataw County, we have North Lataw County Highway District and South Lataw County Highway District that have their own boards of, of three commissioners that directly manage those roads. How are those commissioners selected? Everybody's elected. Okay. Uh, uh, it's it's all, all elections. Okay. Uh, the... Hmm. Uh, except for ITD. I mean, at the state level, the Idaho yeah, department. The, the, at the state level, the legislature and the governor set the budget. Then there's a appointed board of directors to ITD that manages it and then a professional infrastructure. Okay. But, but county commissioners, just our standard yeah. way, two and four year terms. Yeah. The road commissioners are all on uh, two year terms. Okay. So how does the, the funding work if we have? Where's the money come from? So, so we so, have different. Yep. Yeah, so there's there's sort of th- three main sources of money to think about okay. that come to 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 pay for our roads. There's uh, federal monies, okay, mm-hmm. and that comes from basically from uh, our federal gas tax, which right. I believe is about eighteen or nineteen cents a gallon right now. Right. So that, in Idaho, well, na- nationally, nationally, yeah, yeah that's right. federal. That's yeah, federal's nationally, right. and that gets distributed to the states 
uh, by some formula. It's not population based. It's it has uh, has a bit to do with the roads you have to manage. Okay. 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 So by miles or something like that. Miles. Yeah. You know. And so a, a state like Idaho, we we get more than our share because we have more distances to go between where we do. I mean, Idaho's it's particularly problematic because we have a lot of rural Idaho that needs these roads. Yeah. So, the, so federal is, is one piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a state gasoline tax, mm-hmm. which I believe we're at about 32 cents. And we, and we did, I mean, Idaho's enough. Uh, we had enough of a crisis five years ago on our roads that we buckled down and raised that gas tax about five or six cents a gallon. Okay. Uh, and it's the same on diesel, by the way. What but, was that crisis? Uh, the, basically, uh, the, the freeway through Boise was falling apart. And the, the Canyon County uh, uh, legislators really kind of kind of stopped things and made, made us get that crisis. And, yeah. and that was one tip of the sword. Uh, the other sort of tip is is the we've done some uh, studies looking at our maintenance budget mm-hmm. in Idaho. And, you know, be, be sure to think of roads as a investment. Right. And we have to maintain that investment. Mm-hmm. And we're short at that. At, before 2015, we were short about. I believe the number, and don't hold me too exact here, was about $400 million a year we weren't putting into maintaining the roads. And that's that's really a deficit in our budget, right? Is, is, that, if, is that calculation kind of like depreciation on a house kind of thing where we're like projecting de- deferred out? Maintenance? Like, it's, it's yeah. deferred maintenance? It's deferred maintenance. It's just yep. maintenance. Yep. We, we need to put this many dollars into the roads or mm-hmm. – to maintain them or the potholes get bigger yeah. or, or, mm-hmm. you know, we can't do it. And that's not even counting ex- yeah. expansion. Right. And Idaho is the fastest growing state in the nation. So Uh-oh. that crisis really <laughs> instituted, you know, that, that made us, the legislature cut a deal to raise the gas tax. The other third source of money is registration fees, both on trucks, heavy trucks and passenger vehicles. And that was raised to some degree, okay. but that deal that was cut was still a couple hundred million dollars short of what we need to maintain our roads. So what's what's your thought on what's the solution then? So you're you're saying basically right now we have a deficit in terms of deferred maintenance on the roads. Um, what is your what's your proposed solution? Uh, so, so I like to work with other people and get to consensus solutions. So sure. I'm, I'm not really trying to slam a solution down on on anybody's. Uh, on anybody right now. And, and as I'm just still learning things in the transportation committee, I le- tend to lean on people like Chairman Burt Brackett, who's been a really strong leader on on uh, transportation in our state, okay. uh, wise man. Uh, 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 Carl Crabtree, who's a senator from uh, Grangeville, also been there, been in the trucking industry and, and cattle for a long time. So I, I, I look to all sides to, to see to find solutions. Uh, that, that said, though, the, the kind of the real... There's two fundamental drivers on funding that have been catching us. One is the federal gas tax hasn't been risen and hasn't been raised in 26 years. Right. Now. Well, think of what's inflation been over 26 years. The the buy if if we just were bringing the same amount of money money in, right. the buying power is half of what it was 26 right. years ago. So right. that, that's a huge hole. Yeah. The other uh, thing is real, think, real quick on that. Why why do we have a federal gas tax in the first place? I, I would. The way I look at um, government, I would want to keep money as local as possible. When we take, when we tax money locally and then give it to the feds and then have them redistribute it, redistribute it back to the locals, 
that that is just economically inefficient. A dollar comes back as twenty five cents. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, well, in Idaho, a dollar comes back as a dollar twenty five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to. Because I don't, because but that's colonizing us. But some. <laughs> well, that, right. So, so we get somebody else's money. Is what you're saying? Yeah, because we have yeah. more roads. So we yeah. stole from yeah. somebody else. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the that's the story of almost all funding in rural states. Yeah, right. We get right. lots of money. But so, so let me ch- – I just want to – Let him finish. I want to okay. finish, okay. finish the rest okay. of the, the picture first. Okay, great. Before we jump on him. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, so, uh, so the buying power of that gas tax has gone down. Okay. Yeah. And think of also what's happened to our vehicles in the last 25 years. Our fleet mileage is probably a third – Higher than what it was before. Right. Okay? Well, it's a it's a gas tax, so we're using a third less gas. So the buying power has gone down by half, and we're and we're per person using a third less gas than we were. Do you think we're years. actually using less gas, or are we driving more and there are more people on the roads? I mean, is the total actually less? Well, it 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 it, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, if the total if we're driving more, we're doing more more. Wear on the roads and our sure. and we need more roads. And the revenue is so, less, and we got less revenue per yeah. per, per mile of road. So okay. So I, I mean, I'm sure we, we have grown, especially in Idaho over oh, yeah. those last twenty years. Right. So at least uh, in the last five years for sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. So so I I feel like federally. So that's one area. That's one area that needs to be addressed. Okay. Uh, on the state level, when we had that crisis uh, five years ago, uh, part of the deal was to go back uh, over a couple years and look at the way we uh tax heavy trucks heavy vehicles okay and they're they're taxed by a combination of a diesel tax and also a a, a fairly significant registration fee i mean if you're running a you know an eighty thousand pound semi like uh buell trucking is all the time hauling those chip trucks down they're paying yeah. two or three thousand dollars a year registration fees on those trucks okay okay so part of the deal was was we were pretty sure we're undercharging on those trucks and how do we uh how do we get our arms around a better how you, fee system? How, how do you know you're undercharging? Well, they're, they're, so trucks uh, uh, are quite a bit more uh, wear and tear, wear the and tear, and yeah. it's heavier. They're they're heavier. They're a lot heavier, yeah. and they're so so. If you look at axle weight on the road, yeah. a heavy vehicle is going to run about eighteen or twenty thousand dollars per pair of axles. A passenger vehicle is going to run about two thousand. And what and one important way to to think about this is that trucks um we have to build our roads to sustain the trucks yeah you know if we were just had passenger vehicles out there we'd put uh you know three inches less substrate in the roads the gravel would be or the pavement would be thinner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh but we have the trucks and so they're they're for the supporting a good solid transportation infrastructure that 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 uh, that makes it possible to run those trucks is expensive yeah and the trucks need to i mean we need to make sure we're uh getting the, the money from the the right places uh we could subs you know we could tax ourselves more right a, a, a straight gas tax would would be one way to raise some more money uh that would go to the roads and subsidize trucking and maybe maybe we want to do that I, I personally think it's better to assign costs where they're used so i think the trucks should be charged essentially for their for their usage how, okay. how do you think about on that on that one um the fact that these trucks are also being used to probably bring in the most income in terms of you know productivity in, in our state ag um uh, the the big businesses so they're being used to actually bring 
business to the state. Move the timber in and out. They're, they're, they're. Oh, sure. So, I mean, and that's a justification for some, some, uh, some subsidy in that. So, that's, so yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to think though is about, you know, so the taxing of, so I get the point. They, they're used, they, they demand more. Mm-hmm. So I get that charge more, demand more. But if they're also bringing in more, they're bringing more income into the state. Um, how does that, how do you think about that offsetting that cost? I mean, you want to, if the more businesses come in, um, the more jobs you have, the more, more basic, um, uh, uh, living standards rise. Cities can thrive. They have work. There's work and so on. You know, how do you think about that offset though? Well, well, I think, I think it's the economic development aspects of it are reasonable to, to think about. Yeah. Uh, there, we can sign some dollar value to that, and 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 tax ourselves to 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 pay for that. I think that's a reasonable thing to contemplate. I tend to be not real keen when the government's trying to pick winners and losers, and to me, that's a way of picking a winner and a loser. How can you connect the dots for me? I'm, I I because I actually agree with that principle. Like I don't want the government picking winners and losers either. So. How, how, well, how do you you're, if, you, if you're subsidizing the trucking industry, right? So, I, yeah, I'm not thinking of it in terms of subsidies. I'm thinking of it in terms of tax breaks. So rather than taxing taxing heavier, leave them a, a, a lower tax rate bracket so that they're free to actually drive more in order to bring more income into the state. Well, it's still a subsidy, right? Because you're choosing where to where, where to give that tax break then, be it a lower tax rate for the trucking industry relative to the consumer's. It's still a subsidy. So I think we, we in government have to look at the overall bottom line and, and see that. And, and clearly, if we're helping the trucking industry more, that's making their cost of doing business more. And, and maybe the jobs are worthwhile. Well, and what I would want to do is I, I wouldn't actually want to show favoritism to the trucking industry. What I would want to do is just generally um, cut taxes in a, in a flat and even way in order to give it back to the people. So I am I'm, I'm with you in terms of the state picking winners and losers. I'm also thinking I'm highly suspicious though um that it's efficient to to float to fund everything through the state. Well, we have we have to pay for the roads. Yes. Okay. Yes, and we agree I, on that. and I think the the one of the fundamental questions on how we pay for the roads is it all on fundamentally on user fees? Okay, which is what our current system mostly is. Okay? Or do we introduce some general fund dollars to pay for the roads, which is done in a, in a few states, but generally uh, user fees, gas taxes, registration, yeah, registration fees, I think are, are a fairer way to pay for the roads. Yeah. Uh, and in Idaho, where we tend to be short on dollars for every for everything, I mean, I have to say, I, I haven't seen very many things that are overfunded in Idaho since I, in my really? one year in the legislature. <laughs> As soon as you start talking about uh, uh, st- st- taking some money uh, from the general fund and directing it to roads, you're, you're really taking it away. So I, I think that has to be done with a lot of thought. Now, I, I have been behind that because I think our roads are quite important, and I think they're quite, quite underfunded, especially locally. Mm-hmm. And, let me, and let me give you a couple examples. Uh, up in St. Mary's, uh, the, there's a highway, and I believe it's – that goes between St. Mary's and I-90. Okay. okay. It, it's not going out through 95, but it goes up to Metamont, okay. catches yeah, yeah. I-90. And, and so a lot of uh, uh, 
plywood from the potlatch mill up there goes out. Yep. Pulp, pulp, mm-hmm. pulp goes over to a mill that's over on the Montana side. I'll, 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 any products going east, that's the easiest way for them to go out. Sure. Well, they have a section of state highway that's uh, uh, about three miles long. It goes along a dike on the Snake River or on the on the St. Joe River, and it's so narrow that semis can barely get past there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But since we're short, short on road on money, ITD has set up this thing where we only do significant worse on what are called commerce roads. Okay, and a commerce road is defined as something that has 300 trucks a day or more on that road. Mm-hmm. Well, St. Mary's industry isn't quite big enough for that. They're about 250, yep. which means that road hasn't been uh, updated in years. It's a safety hazard. Uh, there's accidents out there. Right. Uh, and so we can't get those dollars. Uh, the other example to look at is we have about uh, 2,000 bridges in our local highway system that have been built over the last 80 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And those, and, and a lot of those bridges were built in the fifties and sixties when we were expanding. Well, those bridges are all about 50 years old or more. Now mm-hmm. they're structurally obsolete. They're restricting commerce, right? Because as they get older, we have to put load limits on it. And I don't know if you've lo- noticed the wheat trucks in Genesee or around here. When I was a kid, they were 16,000 pound wheat trucks. Now they're 80,000 pound wheat trucks. Oh, wow. wow. So, so the wear so kind of good. That's good, right? <laughs> I know. Scare, scares me to go drive, drive them down. The bridges. Uh, yeah. But those bridges, we don't have enough money to fix those darn bridges. So yeah. so we've started to uh, find places in the general fund where we can use a little revenue. I've been behind that. One, one thing we did in the last session is the state police had about a third of their budget funded out of gas tax. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the justification, which was set up in the 20s, it makes perfect sense. They're patrolling the roads. They're mm-hmm. really part of the road infrastructure. Mm-hmm. That's well, a jump. <laughs> are, well, no, it's the patrol. It's purely the patrol function of the state patrol. And mm-hmm. they're, and they're only out on the, that's where they're at. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so it makes sense. Uh, but we decided we would pay that, pay that out of the general fund now. And that freed up about $20 million for our roads. Mm-hmm. And the way we distribute that money, it's 60% to ITD. So 60% goes, could go up to a, uh, something like that problem in, at St. Mary's, 40% to local roads, which could deal with some of our local bridges around here. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's my fundamental, I think, issue with how we fund our roads is we pass money up to bureaucracies and then we have to locally kind of dicker with them about how we spend it locally. So now you're sitting there trying to convince legislators, Hey, we got this road, 250 um, uh, semis go down this road every, every day. And, but, and we need to fix it, but we don't have money for it. And so now you're, you go to Boise to fight for that money as opposed to just keeping the tax money local. And then, and, and then we lose some of the political tensions that might be there at the state level to be able to fund things locally with what we know is most important. So the taxation of passing money up to the state and then recycling it back down locally, I think is a, is a very systematically problem problematic um, way of doing things. Does that make sense? Uh, God, I'd be scared to death if our local counties were collecting the gas tax. Well, I, right, would, right. I, would, I mean, no, I wouldn't be that, because I, I know the commissioner the, and I can go talk why, to him. Why? I'd be curious. Well, why. well then we, then you end up having uh, parallel bureaucracies in every county to collect that gas tax, right? And, and deal with it. And you but have, it's, and, but it's and locally, you have, it's locally accountable though. But, but look at some of the other things we do because we have the state. Okay. 
our our local highway districts that I talked to you about earlier. Okay, okay North Latak County and uh, and South Latak County, they don't have an engineer on staff. They they end up having to hire consultants to come help them do that. And sure. and our state has a th- system called the Local Highway Technical Advisory Council that we've set up. That's got some money this way that that provides the engineering for them. It provides the engineering so that when they have to make a decision about putting a 129,000 pound semi, which is the biggest road vehicles we put on the road, mm-hmm. they have access to that expertise to make that decision. But all the counties, all the counties could chip in for that and share that resource. They, they could, state they, they, rather than the state putting it top down, you could have counties who were were the stewards of their own funds, and then they chipped in for the to share the engineering resources. Uh, that that would be possible, and and I like local control. I mean, our legislature yeah. gets a little carried away on local control sometimes. There's bills like you know, uh, no no city in the state can control cell phones. How the cell phones use? Or no, we haven't done that one yet. We tried to do it. Oh. Excuse me, <laughs> I, I got ahead oh, of myself. <laughs> but but, but uh, like on recycling, say, say we want to do something on plastic bags. Uh, uh, states precluded any city in, or county in the state from being able to do that. Our legislature can get pretty heavy handed on local control. Here's here's another angle. I, I'm, I want to go back to the federal side of things as well, um, because I think um, it seems like back of all this, we have a major inflation problem. I mean, in, inflation is is what's back of all of this, where you have, as you said in the beginning, dollars that don't buy as much anymore. So, you know, you have a, a gas tax that it was, you know, it's 25 years old or whatever, and it can't buy nearly what it used to be able to buy because of inflation. Um, the cost of energy has gone up. The cost of uh, building materials has gone up um, in these particular industries in particular. Prices, are impacted that prices that. have yeah. skyrocketed, mm-hmm. but it's striking that in other industries where there's a lot less regulation and a lot less taxation, you, free market has actually driven prices down. So mm. the so the kind so where there's massive innovation and ingenuity and and relative freedom to just try new stuff. So think about like tech industry, like you're buying you know DVD players now for a fraction. Of when they first came yeah, a couple out, hundred dollars yeah. they first. Came I guess they call them Blu-ray players now. Mm. Huh? I'm da- I just dated myself. You know, you can buy record players now. Mm. For, no, um, laser, <laughs> I'm used to laserdisc. But, but, um, but where where there's relative freedom, prices tend to go down when there's massive when you can compete. And but there's relatively few energy companies. You, you know, you got a couple of energy companies. You got a Vista. You got you know Clearwater. Clearwater. Um, and relatively few in the construction industry in Idaho. I've talked to you know, local contractors and they're like, yeah, I got like two plumbers to choose from. And it's highly, highly regulated and very, very difficult to get into those industries, making it uh, a gold mine for the one or two people that get there and they can crank the prices as much as they want. And I think it's, that's directly connected though to the cost of repairing and maintaining our roads and so it seems to me that yeah you can keep raising taxes and i and i agree that there's better or worse ways to fund and i appreciate that but don't we have a fundamental like systemic problem where every the prices especially in these areas of construction are just skyrocketing and when you just and then when you raise the prices when you raise the taxes every few years we're just incentivizing that behavior you're basically acquiescing to that that inflation rather than trying to fight it at some fundamental level. 
Well, I think you need to go look at the numbers on this to really support your claim that that construction costs for roads are are really rising uncontrollably. Okay. Uh, I think uh, the the main drivers for cost increases on road construction are are really oil because it's asphalt, right? Right. I mean, so so buying oil and that's a very unregulated industry, right? And and really, asphalt is the oils oils unregulated, pretty darn unregulated. Chevron. Pretty unregulated. Really? There's lots. There's lots of environmental things that you have to live up to, right? But, that's regulation. But price prices aren't regulated, right? And you're suggesting well, we don't want. You're, you're, we don't but you're suggesting that Avista and our electric utilities, which are regulated, and their prices are totally regulated, right? Yeah, they are. Right. But if you but the driver on their prices though is natural gas, really, right? So I mean, if, our our utilities here are much more uh, hydro based, but but you but but Avista historically has been driven by natural gas prices. You know what natural gas prices were when I started in Chevron in 1989? They were about two dollars per million BTU. You know right. what they are now? They're like two forty per million BTU. So there hasn't been uh, inflation dr- driving those costs at all. Yeah. But then, but then, but there's but other what, factors. But, but like what drives? And- but what? So, but my, I mean, I guess that doesn't answer the question though. So if if though if that price hasn't risen, then sig- why is it? Yeah. If that you just said the. Oil price has not risen significantly. Oh, the oil has. I, natural, natural gas. gas hasn't. Natural gas hasn't. Natural gas right, hasn't. Right. So okay. our, our electricity hasn't changed. But 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 answer the. I mean, I guess it's it's inter- it's just curious to me. So natural gas hasn't risen, but the prices for natural gas have cranked. No, they're not. Oh, absolutely have. No, I mean, the, Avista and Clearwater. No, go look at their prices. They're not. Yeah, they're they're a factor times that the the Henry Hub price in in. Uh, uh, the Henry Henry Hub's a spot price that everybody looks at for, yeah. for doing their prices. I mean, the the contractors I'm talking to though have said that the price, at least the prices for like install, the prices for new construction, well, have skyrocketed. Maybe maybe for installs, but the gas, the gas, the commodity price itself has been pretty stable. Okay, uh, and and oil prices have gone up. Right? Okay, you know what okay. were, what were they in 1980? Yeah. That was in the the depths of uh, an oil depression, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say my eight years at Chevron were kind of horrible because yeah. oil prices were down around $15 a, right. a barrel that down to like 10, 10 and below for California crudes. Yeah. Right. And now we're $60 a barrel, which is uh, there's, Lots you, of suffering, but but that's but over twenty five years, yeah. that's not that huge of an inflation rate. So if it's not a huge inflation rate, then why the crisis? Because it, but because it's a real inflation rate, right? Okay. Right. I mean, if, if asphalt is costing three times more than it was just because of two or three percent inflation a year, it costs that much more. It's not. It's it's not inefficiency in that. Uh, so are you you saying basically just the thirty years of inflation is 30, what we're seeing in asphalt prices? Thirty, basically. thirty. So so think of three, you know we've had two or three percent years of inflation for fifteen years, but right? I, and, but but, actually, and before that, it was it I'm was actually three to five. I, but I guess my point though is is that two or three percent rate is enormous. Historically, it's not. It, it, no, it's, historically, it's 3% that's two percent inflation. Two oh, percent years. Yeah, that's yeah. nothing. Well, no. Yeah. But I, the federal the, Fe- the Federal Reserve the targets two to three percent inflation. But, but no, no, no. But like, I'm like, take a two hundred year or a five hundred year snapshot. I'm talking about thirty year. I'm taking like five hundred years. I'm talking, you know, two hundred well, you years. You can't do that in the U.S. You could probably do more of a two hundred year. But but snapshot you have you have snapshot, massive inflation starting in the twentieth century. With when you have a specifically, well, you the got gov- off the gold, gold standard was the, a big problem. The with government that. getting involved yeah. in all these things. Yeah. I mean, 
two to three percent inflation now seems normal yeah. and easy. Mm-hmm. I get that. We're used to it. But that doesn't mean it's healthy. Yeah, I, I agree that I agree with that pushback. Um, and, and there's a number of factors I've been connecting to it. One was getting uh, off the gold standard. Yeah, but but the, what um, this does though is think about somebody. Think about people on fixed incomes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody retires on a fixed income. Their income's not going up. Inflation is a tax on people who are no longer bringing an income in. Right. Their their dollar is worth less every single year. Right. Um, and then. Add up the percentage points over 30 years. Right. Okay? That's robbing those who worked hard for their livings. And so your point is, let's get at the deeper, one of the deeper issues in all this. I, I think we need to recognize that there's a deeper systemic problem with that yeah. kind of inflation rate. Okay. It, and it's, and it's, I think, frankly, it's evil because it's, it's putting people who are no longer able to work, who have fixed incomes, yeah. who worked hard and saved up money for retirement. Now that dollar is worth less. Yeah. And every time you raise taxes then to basically acquiesce to that inflation rate. Yeah. It's making uh, the dollar worth a lot more. You are actually else. encouraging that same thing to happen such that the people on these fixed incomes can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they end up having to sell their houses that they, they worked hard for. Property taxes go up. Every, all these taxes go up and they can't keep up with it. I mean, I, I think you, I think we do have an inflation problem, even though we might say relative to the last 30 years, it's been relatively stable. I think that is a problem that needs to be fought. Mm. Uh, so I'm an engineer by training, and I fix the problem in front of me. Yeah. And, and, and we don't have enough money for our roads, so that's what I'd like to <laughs> so, focus on. So, yes. so, but, so but then what's what's the answer? Because I, you know, before you said you're kind of open to working through an answer, but you're the, you got the problem in front of you more than we do. What what's the easiest answer that you can see? Well, I. If, if I've learned anything and be in the legislature is there's no easy answers because there's always a trade-off easiest. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're saying some combination of, it's, it's, of, it's, of raising you know, taxes. You know, I think we, I think we need to, I, so, so w- one other factor that's kicking in here that, that kind of plays into where I would like to go is we're starting to have a transition in, in how vehicles are powered. In the country, right? There's more more electric vehicles. You might know somebody with an electric right. car. Yeah. That's actually coming to to big trucks in the next five years. Yeah, Tesla's right. Tesla's re- reducing is producing one of those. Because people want to tax the gas. Well, but but there's also uh, LNG powered trucks. Mm-hmm. There, there's actually a quite a yeah. fairly significant network. Li- liquid in the gas, liquefied or, natural yep, gas. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, electricity's not taxed for the roads. LNG is not taxed for the roads. Not yet. Not not yet. <laughs> the government's going to find a way. Well, well, but and that is kind of the point. We need to f- figure out that way and what's the fairest in the long term. And and maybe we need to just add taxes to those things that 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 are when the consu- when they're purchased to, to cover that. Maybe we need to give them a break for a couple of years. But isn't it to, that, that, to get them to Dave, get them introduced? Tell, you just told me about the problem in front of us. That's the problem in the future. What's the problem in front of us right now? Well, How do we pay so, for so, so, may, so maybe the problem? So, 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 so maybe the problem in front of us is to switch to a, the solution in front of us is to switch to a mileage based tax. So pay for how many miles you go rather oh. than how much gas you go. Okay, because then that's that's fuel neutral. It's just how much you, you use. And it's got problems. I mean, who wants to have a, a, a something in the back of their car t- tell, telling the government where they're at? So Mm-mm. we got to – can't, 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 can't go there. Well, now, yeah. now your travel is just is just tax. You can't, everywhere you move, you're paying for moving you are, there. Well, you but you are now. Already, I mean, that's, 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 that's a gas tax. Yeah. But it's getting worse. <laughs> 
so, at that point. But, but I, I think we have to be moving into a, a, a tax system, something like that, to re- just to recognize the change in how our vehicles do, are. Do you think, though, I mean, again, I, I want I appreciate your your experience here on this and your background and your instincts. But so take it like an engineer when you look you look at the problem, but you also have to look at the various effects of the solutions you propose to the problem. So you can have an immediate fix that might seem like an immediate fix, but long term is actually feeding the problem. I mean, I mean, wouldn't you agree? Sure. I don't I don't quite I don't quite see the the long term issue here. But OK, but I guess I guess the I guess the long term issue I'm talking about, though, is is with it, it seems to me that the um, funding all the problems through through various taxes. Um, it, well, well, I don't think the roads are a problem. The roads are something we need to to support because our yeah. economy depends on it, right. and it both through and I transportation agree. of commodities, but just for you and I getting to work yeah. in the morning. So right. so we got to pay for that. Right. But my point is, is that the the cost of paying for that is being contributed to by other factors. And, and it seems to me, if you just keep paying out, they keep saying it's this much money, it's this much money. And you say, we need more money. We need more money. Well, why, why not as an engineer question, why do you need that much money to do that job? Well, as an engineer in, in learning engineering economics, we learn to deal with inflation and just, and program that into the cost. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I would challenge you to come back to me and show me that inflation has, was lower in previous periods significantly. Sure. I think in previous periods, there was actually really very, very dramatic inflation. There has sometimes been dramatic right. inflation, right. more dramatic than now. That's, right. that's I mean, exactly I mean, look, true. Look at Argentina right now. Argentina's running plus 50% inflation because yeah. they, because their government. Well, it could be our government doing the same damn thing, right? That's why we should be on the gold standard. <laughs> I mean, let's get back. I think I think this illustrates, though, what happens is we, we complicate the process by taking money and putting it so far away from the decisions that need to be made on St. Mary's Road, and 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 then we're we're all vying for this fixed pot of yeah. money. Yeah, I, I do think that just in terms of a smaller zoom in solutions, I think if it sounds like you agree with local control is generally better. Um, I, I think that would at least be moving the ball in the right direction. I mean, even if, even if we don't agree or see things exactly the same on the, on the big scale, um, I think moving things locally, giving the, keeping the money local as much as possible, sharing resources as needed, engineering, so forth. Um, I think that would, that would, that's just more efficient. I, I think local control is great. I, I think transportation infrastructure is a big engineering endeavor mm-hmm. and there's a lot of efficiencies for managing our freeways and our main state highways yeah. at the, the government's at the, not known for being efficient. There's a lot of engineering expertise to do a road. <laughs> I mean, go, go visit the, uh, I agree. The, I agree. The, engineering expertise, but I'm just saying the government is not an efficient bureaucracy and it never has been. It wasn't, it wasn't set up to be. Either, well, really. engineers are bureaucrats working through our Idaho transportation department to try to design the, the best roads they can. And that's, and they don't always do the right thing. Sure. Uh, and and I'm yeah. sure that we always got to have our eye on it. Are they are they efficiently spending our resources? But uh, I would be, you know, if we were going to manage every ten mile segment of the Interstate 84 through 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 Idaho by the local district, I think that's crazy. Uh, the uh, actually one thing to go look at to, yeah. just to contemplate on this because sure, yeah. Idaho actually is the extremes on this. You know, we have ITD which manages big things, right? 
But these local transportation commissions I was taught, Idaho County has 13 separate highway districts. Mm-hmm. You know, Idaho D- County is huge, but 13? I mean, some of them have like 20 miles of road. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's the that's the yeah. extreme of local sure, control. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I guess I still prefer that, though, than, yeah. than, than Boise, everything having to run through Boise. Yeah. I, so, I'd rather local people take well, care I, of that. I, I, after, after hearing ITD co- complain about why they can't do that road in St. Mary's, I tend to agree with you sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dave, if anybody has any answers maybe to help you out since you're searching for some, where can they send those answers to? <laughs> sure. They, they can. Uh, so, so they can just email me with uh, information or if they want to talk. And I'm at David period Nelson period Moscow at gmail.com. So that's just my personal address. Send it to me. And yeah, and uh, that'd be great. I, I look forward to any ideas people have. Awesome. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until Sunday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh and feast. This is Cross Politics.